変身
intercut with now where like most of the characters are still here and we start with yukari uh the she's the like girl in the 70s that like both the brothers like um coming into like kataro's bed being like i want to kill the creation king and it's like history (laughs) (laughs) in modern times shun shows up with uh nobuhiko uh to tell kotaro that nick has taken aoi to the village where her parents grew up or something and it's like the like village where the brothers grew up and then she gets there she gets immediately like snagged and apparently nick betrayed her because he wants to be made a kaijin i don't love some of this stuff here this is like where the show is the most dark because that's what adult is mature let's kill your mom yeah that was super dark that scene i didn't expect that to happen and like the way her getting turned into a kaiju kind of like uses some imagery from like sexual assault too it's just kind of like ah Mm -hmm. that's a little off but um nick gets told you won't be a kaiju and like it's like a tied up while she's like getting worked on to be made to a kaiju in front of her mom it's like the most evil this guy could be he's the sword guy bill balenciaga yeah (laughs) (laughs) he's actually yeah uh but like i do love that the like scientist here is just like some dude that like isn't actually a fighter just like changes to like intimidate them but later also like once uh bill kills (laughs) Her mom just like goes and gets Nick. So you should go. <laughs> yeah, the facial expressions on him when that shit was going down was crazy. So dude was just like minding his own business. Probably got selected out of a lab of scientists to come. Like, come with me. <laughs> he just like, what are we doing? And then ended up seeing some very graphic stuff happen. Yeah, he thought that blue stuff was like because they were making meth. He's like, oh shit, we're making kaiju. <laughs> <laughs> get my Heisenberg on, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, we see that. Now Aoi is a like kaiju, and I couldn't tell what kind of bug she was. It was like a, a mantis, a termite, some kind of beetle. I couldn't really tell. Yeah, that's like a I thought it was like a praying mantis type, mm-hmm. maybe a different form, but for sure. And that's when the brothers show up and they fight her, and then like Katara's, oh, you're Aoi and not <laughs> some random person. And also like um Nobuhiku's like he's fighting Bill until Katara's like, I'm gonna fight him. And then something the show does a lot is like it has characters react to something but not explain it. So like Nobuhiku's like, oh, he's doing that. And then Kataru actually headshits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In the original show, like the first episode, um, Commander Black had like a form that was like more of a grasshopper monster that like he like transformed from into like Kamen Rider. So I guess this is like why their first forms weren't Kamen Rider like, but now they have a more Kamen Rider like form. Mm, okay what do you think this like new form and everything with it uh if i'm being really honest i appreciate this one more than the base form i guess is we're gonna call it um i just like the aesthetics of like you know the modernized or the retro uh rider suits mm-hmm. with the big bug eyes and like the antennas coming out that's my jam he looks really cool and i think it's um i want to know what makes them special and different because we see a bunch of times people talk about them as being special or different i think being able to be like beyond a kaijin is part of that definitely so i hope we like get some more words of that soon you know mm-hmm. then he just cuts off bill's arm uh, yeah then bill gets uh grabbed by the lady general and flown away along with aoi so then kataru is like let's go find your child soldiers and get ready to take over this base i guess <laughs> Um, and like 
well, that's happening. Um, the like priests of Gorgum meet with the PM who reveals he had half the stone too. And they like start putting the stone together to try and like get seen by the creation king, but they're not strong enough. Yeah. It just kind of like leads into like six where there's just this whole heist going on in like the modern day. Then we see back in time, they're just hanging out and like the PM of now and the grandson then is just like shitting himself, like tied to a tree. Just, <laughs> and I just, the scene where they go drop like a pipe bomb and like a bag of explosives in like a, like Senate building or something and then leave the like teeds is a mm. lot. Mm-hmm. They start to go through, but it like also, um, there's this point where, um, they like uncage the humans and it just turns into like the like gun scene from like Snowpiercer where there's like, oh my god, like three dudes of guns just kill like forty people. <laughs> yeah, major Snowpiercer vibes. Um, and yeah, there's lots of like little fight scenes. Um we see that Owie can almost become the like next creation king, but she starts to see through time when that happens. <laughs> yeah, what do you think happened there? I think she was seeing what the stone saw. Uh because uh, we see, like, our boy Oliver taking the stones from a, like, dead Yukari. And then we see, like, him giving one stone to her parents. Then we see, like, him getting his ass beat. And there's, like, this child with him that's, like, has a stone, like, in their mouth. And, like, it gets taken out by, like, the, like, government guys. It's a weird little moment. Yeah, before we got a more in-depth version of that vision, I thought Oliver killed her. I'm like, wait, what? So I was kind of confused of, like, why he would kill her. But we found out as Balenciaga that did it. Well, I'm assuming that was it was him. He chased her, so I'm still wondering why they couldn't get another dude for old Oliver. Like if he's dead, I guess, but <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that that many black guys in Japan that can speak Japanese, you know? Um yeah, sure. There's <laughs> <laughs> gotta be at least like more than one, I think. More than two we see this year, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, she doesn't want to be the creation king, though. So then, like, Kataro fights a dude who, like, can bend wind and is like, I'm too old to beat you, but you can't beat me. And it's just a lot of stuff happening. And I'm not sure. It's like, I want to care a little bit stronger, but I'm also not negative on it, if that makes sense. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of not necessarily indifferent, but I feel like I'm just, you know, just hanging out in this universe that I'm still trying to figure out. and. It's not really fun to be in. <laughs> so it's kind of like, I'm just like, okay, where is this going to go? And I think ultimately, um, I think they do kill the creation king or either Kotoro or Nobuhiko uh, will become the creation king. I think those are the only two options that we're looking at right now. What do you think? We said last time what Yukari says in the past of let's just get rid of it and you can just live natural light spans and only like bear natural children. That's not a bad pitch you know yeah it's interesting though because um i want to kind of know all like i don't need to know to know if i like the show but like i'd like to know more what they're trying to do and i think definitely like is this kind of blend of like oh we're taking all of the resources from earth and then like capitalism and this weird way of like exploiting things until past the point we need them and that's what they're going for it's pretty clunky though Mm -hmm. but yeah um what else happens here yeah just like a lot of like past stuff and we see um this great moment where uh kataru ends the episode um like six by going into the room 
with the uh, creation cane. And, like, the king, like, points towards him, like, lifts his, like, slow hand. And that shit's <laughs> great. Yeah. Anything the creation king does, I'm all about it. Or, yeah, anything he does, I'm, I'm all for it. Maybe the creation king will have some flashbacks. It will, like, finally go to Mars in a TV show. <laughs> yeah. Whenever you go back to Bill, let's see if we make it there. <laughs> what do you want next for this show? Uh, for Blackstone? Or, like, what do you think, like, they should do next? Um, I think, like I said, I think these episodes were more stronger and moving the plot forward to the direction that I wanted to go. So what I would want to see is more uh, trying to figure out what they're going to do with the Creation King. Uh, you know, um, will the world actually, you know, accept humans slash uh, Kaijin? So that'd be cool to see as well uh, how they handle that. Because uh, one of the big narratives that they were trying to push on us through Sun was that at the end of the day, humans are Kaijin and Kaijin are humans. You know what I mean? It's kind of like they're just living a a dual experience on Earth. You know what I mean? Versus just a one-dimensional one. Yeah. And I think um, this show, I really want to see it um, come to an idea of like what to do. Like what is the way you act in a world like this? Like how do you affect change? Like I want it to have a stance, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, right now it's like the worst thing it could do is be like, oh, I'm the comrade Black Studded. You're my brother Shadow Boot. I'm sorry, but we can't be violent. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna only do mon- like nonviolence and stuff. You know. Yeah. I think though we probably have more to say about this next show we're covering though. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, like you said, I don't hate. I don't hate Black Sun. It's just uh, you know, different kind of watching experience. It's just like a lot of things are like, oh, people are like referring to emotions they have from like the 60 years in the past plot line. So it's like people are like, oh yeah, I know you. And maybe it's like a good second watch show to be like, oh yeah, I've seen the scenes of them in the past. But on first path, it's very much like, oh, I don't know, but they're implying that there's stuff here. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So come on, Geats, episode 10, Conspiracy 1, New World's Beat, Conspiracy 2, Jamano's Labyrinth. So... We kind of came to the end. We saw the end of a full game last time. And then it was just kind of um, some mysteries. And I think some of them get solved here because immediately Ace is just like, what's going on, Stepsis? (laughs) (laughs) His wish was to make the staff his family. And he's living with Surumi and Griorio, who's also the secret game master. And... Yeah, um, we like talk throughout the episode, though, about like his other wishes. And I think um, we see that he's basically had four or five wishes now. because He's had um, I want to be in the Desire Grand Prix forever. I want to not need to work. I want to be a star. I want to, the uh, staff to be my family. And then his fifth wish is to be made part of the staff. So he's like working on something over time, which is really interesting. Yeah, and I saw a few fans mention the fact that the box that uh, they got his wishes out of, were there more of his wishes in there? Or did they just pulled out those? Or, you know what I mean? Like, we really don't really know how many games this guy's won so far. But we do know it's at least five or more. So mm-hmm. that's interesting. What do you think his wishes are kind of like lining up? Later on, he also says, like, um, he tells at the end of 10 um, to Neon, hey, I wished for my mom one time. And that didn't work. Like, so I think he's like, okay, I can't wish for certain things. 
So I'm going to wish in a way where I can do certain things without a wish, if that makes sense. Yeah, because if you know, if you, if the DGP is your family, that gives you a chance to find out more intel than asking one wish at the end of every game. You get to like ask some questions at dinner and stuff like that, how he was kind of doing in this episode. Yeah, and like he's like definitely fishing for things as he goes. And like he follows like Sarumi when she's like getting people like in the game too. Yeah, then he asked the game master, like, how do we go about finding out who's selected for a game? So this is like a good way for him to like be able to like, you know, get information out of them without them uh being able to like cut him off so quickly. Yeah. And um do you think that they're actually secretly are his family and like he either knows or doesn't know before he made that wish? I don't think they're his family, but I do think his mom is involved in the DGP somehow after these few episodes. I'm not sure where her role is, but I do think she's a part of the DGP. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. Unless she had like some weird like priestess vibes that were interesting. I'm going to say there's a good chance that Surumi is also his mom's child. Oh, and okay. maybe the game master is his dad or her dad or like some kind of relation there, you know? So why would you think that if the game master's like, okay, we got to get rid of this guy now. He's learning too much. I mean, uh, I don't necessarily like that the game master cares if it is his son or if he even <laughs> remembers or if he even knows, you know? Yeah, he seems like that kind of guy. But no, that might just be a theory. A game theory. No, this is the geek theory. <laughs> um, though, like, I do love the intro with the new cast members in it, just without any comment. Yeah, I was able to catch it because I usually skip the intro, but something told me to watch it. And yeah, I like it a lot. And the way, too, like, like his, like, scenes, like, in the kitchen are very, like, the last episode of, like, Evangelion, like, a alternate world, like, a little, like, slice of life episode for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the scene where, um, they go to get Buffa and like, he's like, he autographs Buffa's shirt as he remembers that he hates Geats and it's just his whole thing is good. It's a good line. <laughs> and I think, um, what the show she does very well with like the intro changing with meeting Buffa again, him being confused about like why they're together and, um, the new intro is it kind of gives like the vibes of, um, Know how sometimes like you'll watch like an anime and find out it's actually the third anime that this like series has gotten. It's actually like starting four chapters in. Mm-hmm. It is that kind of vibe. That's like the like long running series of like stories that change a lot but don't really change. Just like those thirty years like run things, you know? Yeah, and that's cool. But yeah, um, Ace says at some point that um, as long as he stays the desire deity his wishes stay so i think his wishes just compound as long as he wins mm. so he doesn't necessarily forget anything as long as he's winning yeah like he's not forgetting and he's like gets to build off it he sees neon and um he talks to Tsurumi about like how she won't remember unless she's selected but then also we see like some backgrounds so i've actually um let's talk about like her in this first episode because she like just seems like she's super docile and like we see why later but she's just like letting her mom pick her husband for her and stuff. And mm-hmm. then her dad shows up and immediately I was like, okay, this is a villain in the making. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen a guy show with a goatee and Toku and not be a like villain, but that's just me. Yeah. He's definitely part of DGP too. He just like tells um, 
his wife, hey, like, don't worry about like our daughter. She can like hang out and like take care of herself. But also, he brings Ruby with him to give her a belt to get to, to like deal her back in the game. And yeah, um, <clears throat> we also see that Kawa is around. He's just depressed, like playing scratch tickets, like not working towards his dream at all. Yeah, shut up himself. What do you think when we saw him? But he was just like super outside of the like game stuff. Um. I, th- I thought it was very odd because, you know, like he was like the big vlogging type, very talkative, very ambitious, whatever. Now he's kind of just down and out and seemed like he just going through the motions. So I was like, maybe this is like a uh, maybe it was brainwashed. Maybe he has his memories wiped. And we know that happens after, you know, someone dies. But I didn't think it was to this extent. So, yeah, it was kind of jarring. Yeah. And like um, just I like that we followed him even when he wasn't part of things like just like there's this point later too where like Sarumi's vlogging and not him and it's very like, okay <laughs> yeah it's kind of weird but I do hope they continue this throughout the uh, season because I was a little bit afraid that we we're going to lose you know characters like KOI and Neon and never see them again but uh, it's cool to see that they're like still part of the plot mm-hmm. the answers we get next episode I think also make sense of how they're going to keep being part of the plot but a new game starts with people there's schoolgirls and kendo people and surgeons and like business people take it out <laughs> and then we meet a haruya win this guitar playing guy who sings to sarumi and what's your read on him <laughs> punk jack uh definitely over the top definitely uh you know loves being center of attention uh not sure if it's all like an act he's putting on to kind of like you know be part of the game or this is really him but uh not as annoying as i thought he would be (laughs) um but yeah definitely uh add a little bit more extra to the to the formula of uh, the characters yeah and like he feels like an escalation just because he is like a staff member and he's like working secretly to take out ace because they don't want him to win because he's like getting too close Mm -hmm. i do love the beat where um he goes to like flirt with sarumi and then Ace is like, hey, stop, that's my sister. And she's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who else is here that's important? Uh, there's an old man um, who talks to Michinaga. like, I was a whippersnapper back in the day. <laughs> Gramps. And the game is a pirate game where pirates jump the shit out of you and stomp you out. <laughs> <laughs> that's what pirates do? <laughs> yeah, no. Most people get killed because they're super aggressive and they get like the like flags and they get more aggressive. But um, Hazuma is like um, with uh, the old man and this girl who wants to marry her idol, we find out later. And like her wish was like to lose 20 pounds and marry like her idol. But there's a point later where she like in the second round and the first round, they like don't do anything. And he's just alone. But in the like the second round, she gets like torn apart. <laughs> mm hmm. And it's honestly, like, uh, pretty graphic, like, for what it is, even though we don't see anything. Just six dudes, like, wailing on her with swords. But they all get loot to start, and that's why there's, like, trades going on. Like, Ninja for Zombie and Boost get his back. And um, a the great beat when Ace realizes that his partner is Punk Jack. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, Wynn is, like, hot dog, and he's, like, singing, like, never gonna give you up as he's, like, as he's fighting and like later we also see him like um say he has to go to the little rider's room and like leave ace by himself and watch him fight yeah that was a shady maneuver yeah um 
The GM, though, gets a mysterious call about an extra competitor as over half the teams are out, and he wonders if the Jamato are stronger because they keep saying they're always evolving and getting stronger. And then, yeah, um, we then see that Neon is back and she has a cool guitar. She's going to play games and she makes like the old man fight and she like Fortnite bombs people and just, yeah, she's here and she's just got her funky blizzard ready. Yeah, I appreciate that power. What'd you think of it? Yeah, it works for her. And like also like felt like she was back to her old self and she had a power up. It was like good because she's like been a much stronger character. I thought she'd be just as far as like her presence on screen. Like she's like very much out there in a way that most female characters like don't get to be in. Right. She's like very curious, you know, mm-hmm. but also um, as soon as she came back, I was like, oh, she's going to double cross the shit out of Ace. <laughs> what do you think? Uh. I didn't get that vibe, but I'm play play close to attention to it in the next few episodes. The fact that like she gets brought in late, I really think she doesn't want to, but she's gonna double cross him. Hmm. Okay. It's like very early seeds right now, but who knows? Something to pay attention to. But that brings us to eleven, though. Um, only five people survived that first game. <laughs> yeah, that's that's wild. And there's like thirty people in that first round too, so it's like, damn, you got. Take it out. Um, but uh, Win gets told that um, this round you have to eliminate Geats and um, Surumi's worried. She's like, "Hey, this is supposed to be fair and impartial," and like she seems worried that like we're not fulfilling our role in the game. And that's the first time that I think the game might actually be real, if that makes sense, and not just a complete fabrication. If there are rules and like maybe we get something like the Jamato or like, "Hey, it's supposed to be a fair game," and you. Like, put your, like, finger on the scale. Mm-hmm. That could be bad, you know? The GM says Ace has won enough, though. And then we see that Kawa is, like, playing scratch tickets, and his sister's like, why are you so depressed? And then he gets on a bus with some, like, siblings, and they fall down a hole. <laughs> and then um, Neon's mom and her dad are talking because she's, like, escaped again, but her dad's just like, don't worry about it. She's fine. Like, don't send her guards. So Neon meets Ace to eat at a burger place with weird decor. Like, every chair had a red bucket under it. I wasn't sure what that was about. <laughs> Chase, you got it going, man. Yeah, you know? Just in chair. <laughs> this scene, I think, is where I, like, got the feeling she might betray Ace. Because, like, after last episode where he, like, told her about the mom. In this episode, she, like, says, like, your moms were a fighting floor while looking really guilty. Mm. That, that's why I thought that. Okay. It's time for round two. The old man's like, can it be easy on my back? But then Wynn's like, that would be spineless. Also, I'm going to kill you later. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but they all fall into a hole in the earth, and it's a maze game. And like, Serbi just says casually, it looks like we're in an alternate dimension made by the Jamato. <laughs> <laughs> Spot on. And I think here's where we kind of get the Jamato. Like, they've been super low-key, but they might be ramping up to be one of the, like, most scary or like interesting like writer villain like monsters here yeah and that's such a like a good thing to see because that's the problem i have with build because like i forget what they even called we've been so far removed from build but what are they called (laughs) the smash yeah the smashes were kind of dry you know like no personality didn't really seem like they had any kind of motives or anything but now the jamato come out of here using rider belt still in loot like they seem like they have like a mind of their own yeah like when did a fight happen 
in build where it mattered before a rider showed up, you know? Mm-hmm. And like here, it's like they mostly like been fighting like a lot of like minions. And whenever like a full on like named monster shows up, they've been like having a team up, they've been screwed. And then they just become riders. Like, okay, this is a lot. You're right. And um, what do you think when like partway through that first fight, just like Tujimato are like just saying Henshin and step forward with belts? <laughs> I was like, whoa, what just happened? Like, I had to rewind it. So I'm excited to see what's in the future. Um, I'm not sure they're going to get to a point when they're, when, where they're able to communicate, but also seeing that guy in the lab, like growing them was like wild as well. So definitely yeah. a lot more than on us. And on the surface, so we'll see. Kawa is like in the maze with the like two siblings, the bus driver, and um, they get like assigned to people in pairs, and like Win gets Sarumi, and basically um, they have like vines in their neck that are gonna choke them if like the riders get near them, and um, what they need to do is like go in the house and like decode the like catchphrase to leave, like it's like Resident Evil, <laughs> and like it seems like the Jumato riders are stronger than the riders and they can revive because like one kicks the crap out of like win really quick like one like fights with like ace later when he gets a power up and they're pretty even and that's cool too because like most of the time when like a rider gets a power up it's like oh my god they're so much better than everyone they're so cool but here he's like dodging blows and like on the back foot while he's fighting pretty cool mm-hmm. um but they're in this whole mansion trying to decode things, trying to get loot. And that's when Guerrero says, why are coded events occurring? And that's what he calls the greenhouse. And like, it's just like this dude has a bunch of like belts in like uh, the like plastic bins that you uh, put like your like dishes in when you're like a like industrial like dishwasher like I was in college. <laughs> Which makes me see there's like hundreds of thousands of belts going through here to get washed or whatever. Um, But he has like a bunch of like the like Rider core is cracked on the ground. He's laughing as he's like his growing Jamato. And she's like, okay. <laughs> uh, this really gives me kind of rider game vibes, too. Yeah. I think they even dropped like a little teaser in there, right? No, I don't know. That was something else. Disregard that. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, definitely a lot of game vibes for sure. So, like, if like um, this show like secretly makes their like monsters super important, that would be a cool twist for like a here's a show with the most common riders and the monsters matter the most they have forever. Yeah. Cause I thought it was all about the game master and, you know, trying to figure out, you know, how to, uh, you know, take down a DGP. But now we have this Jamato storyline that's seem like it's going to level up in the next few weeks. Yeah. Um, they also start picking up the loot too. So it's like the old man says, Oh, it's on the move. And it's like, okay, are they going to start using the loot too? like, will they get power ups? And I don't know. Yeah. But Sumiri says, hey, it's not fair that you know the code win while Ace is also trying to like figure out the code without knowing it. But then like that's when Buff is like, oh, you're conspiring against Ace. This is like wild. Like, it's like not allowed. It's just like a plot line that'll come later, I think. But um, while they're all like in the mansion, though, um, that's when they notice, hey, Kayla is different. And Ace explains that when you lose, you don't just lose your memory but you lose the will to do what's in your desire card, which is so fucking insidious. Yeah, that's nuts. Like, imagine if Ace takes an L, like, all the shit he's going to forget. Like, he might even want to be in a play anymore, you know? Yeah, and, like, um, the only person, like, who would, like, 
actually benefit from losing is that guy that wanted to kill the whole world because then he doesn't want to anymore. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about him. He's just real happy now, I guess. Uh. Yeah, and I can't really, like, so I guess you have to win and then lose it. No, no, because Buffer doesn't really seem that different to me, does he? To you? He's never lost. Ah, gotcha. So you have to win and then lose. Gotcha. Okay. Well, so for Ace, he has won, so he gets his wish. For Buffy, he's not lost, so nothing's happened. Except for losing his memory when he's not playing. But if you, like, lose, like, you're, like, the, like, odd man out, like, like you will lose that desire. Okay. Um, But also, like, that's a really bad cost. For, like, what's one thing, like, you might put, like, on, like, your card if you're playing this game? Uh, definitely something like, uh, maybe like to improve my lifestyle or something like that, or like something that I'm striving towards. So I can only imagine losing that. Like, I don't even know who yeah. I would be anymore. <laughs> you know, I'd be like a shell of myself. Like, imagine the person that puts on, I want to be able to get my mom a house. And then all of a sudden they don't care about their mom anymore. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's wild, but I like the upgrade. It's like called fever. It's like a slot machine it makes like both sides of their like one power up item have that one item so he's like both sides boosted he's fighting he's like stronger lots of cool slow-mo but he kills a jamata rider and they leave because he like used a finisher so boost is leaving but then just another dude picks it up (laughs) and yeah um very compelling like like just i don't know how they're gonna um get out of this and i think though the show's done a good job of characters and stakes so far like like there's mysteries but it doesn't feel like there's anything that's like we're not having unexplained stuff they're supposed to care about there's like mysteries happening but everything's pretty clear if that makes sense yeah definitely and i love the pacing of this show like mm-hmm. this is how you slowly introduce more and more characters as the show goes on versus just giving them all to us at once so um, definitely enjoy the pacing and like if things get like topsy-turvy with like the like whole game i could see characters leaving coming back pretty constantly too yeah what do you think is next for geats though or like what do you want to happen next uh i would like to see maybe potentially ace losing uh maybe just one game or or one game just to see like the effects of losing that many wishes or desires so i I would like to see that but i'm not sure if we're going to be able to see that because dude's been winning for a while now he's like tom brady <laughs> it's kind of like yeah the fact that i know he's won that many times now i'm kind of okay let somebody else get one but we'll we'll see um also uh you know looking forward to finding out what what happened to his mom i'm pretty sure she's not dead or anything i'm, I'm pretty sure she's probably like i don't think she's like the overarching villain of the series but i'm pretty sure she you know, got into this business and probably like <laughs> doesn't want her son to know about it. But uh, those are probably the things I'm looking forward to. Uh, finding out Ace's mom and also, uh, you know, learning more about DGP. How about you? Yeah. Um, the way you said, like, didn't want him to get into this business just made me think of like so many real life businesses too. And like, it's like, oh, like, don't get involved in this. And um, I think that like it'll be cool to see like the way that his mom got like ground down to like make this like whole machine work. Like what the core, like why this game's happening, like what kind of deals at the like center of it. Cause it like feels like a treaty. Like it's like, Oh, here's how we stop mm. war or like invasion, you know? Yeah. We will participate in these games as long as you don't 
flood the Jamato all over Earth. So yeah, that's that's a good little plot right there. I do think that um, Ace is probably gonna lose sometime, and like I don't know who could win. I still think it would be cool if like Buffa won, and like the power to kill Common Riders was like he becomes like the leader of the Jamato or something. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. Good show. We're, we've got like nine months of the show left. It's already hit very high. Um, I think at the pace they're going, they're like slow but very quick. So like I'm like confident they can kind of feel that time well. And they've been pretty plain with the answers. Like nothing too overly complicated. It's like, oh, yeah. Like there's no like touch this like one guy and have hazard level six. Then you can make this bottle happen. And, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. before we get to our main questions, though, um, a special Geet's question for how much we're like in the show is um do we think this uh topples zero one as the best first writer show for somebody? Oh tough. I gotta say no. Um uh, main reason I said no is just because I feel like the storyline for uh uh zero one, just like the human gears versus the humans, is more uh easy to digest mm-hmm. versus squid games type thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I think that this is a very good intro show because it's so it's so clear what's going on and the characters are like so well realized. But I do think that like just they went back to basics in so many ways, just told such a great story in Zero One. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this is uh, this is up there, bro. Like I was trying to figure out where I have right now. I haven't like completed a lot of Comrider shows, but this is definitely within just a few weeks. It's already like top top five for me Ooh. personally. What's your uh, top three, bottom three, if you had to go right now? Uh, so <laughs> I probably only watched like six or five. So it's not really, you know, that nuanced or anything. But zero one. Uh, then after that, it's a toss up between game and double. Mm-hmm. And then after that, uh, I'll probably have Geats there. Okay. Maybe at the four spot. And then I noticed you didn't put Saber anywhere in that top five, top four. Uh, I thought Bill was going to be in there too, but I mean, I, like I said, I don't hate Bill. It's just, it's, it's not one of those things that I'd be like, oh, yeah, if you like Kamen Rider, check out Bill. But I feel like those four are solid for like Kamen Rider fans to get into. Yeah, no, um, they're all great. Like I'd say that um, they each have like, they're kind of like two sets of like back to basics, like great like intro shows or two sets of like, weird storytelling but like very compelling character shows too so it's like the two ends of common rider you know mm-hmm. yeah um i'll be excited too because like uh we've split between shows like i think like Jetman's probably up there for like we're like broader togu too because it's just like that's a good show yeah Jetman for sure and then uh I, I, didn't, I didn't finish amazon so i have to go back and finish amazons after we finish uh black sun to see if i like that one too it's such a weird show. I don't know if the movie's available on Amazon or like if not, it I'll point you to that because it's like a that's a series that I think is a little strange. Okay, maybe I won't. <laughs> I think you should. I would totally like after we finish Black Sun, we could totally like go to Amazon's or like after Jetman because that would be fun to like watch that show because that show goes places. Mm-hmm. I'll say that, but no. Um, for now though. Next time, uh, we are two and two for both, so uh, 12 and 13 for Geats and uh, seven and eight for Black Sun. So that means, um, the following episode after that will be the last two episodes of Black Sun, um, 
So that means we'll have a like clean break because we'll end right at the end of December. But then the start of January for like other people, they'll like near the end. We'll go back to uh, something else. Sweet. For now, though, Senpai, who are your top three favorite characters this time? Oh, top three. Tough, tough, tough. Uh, at a three spot, I will go. I actually like this new neon. I don't know what it is about her. She's she's uh, a little bit more interesting this time around than before. So I'll say uh, Neon at three. Um, at the two spot, I will go. Hmm. Damn, that's tough. I want to say Aoi. I mean, you go for it. Uh, Okay, I'll go Aoi. And then number three, I'll go. I mean, number one, I'll go Gramps. <laughs> yeah, Gramps is good. Yeah. Um, hmm. Number three, I'm gonna put Aoi. Uh, for me, um, she's really good. She's probably the best character in Black Sun. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was, I, I, I didn't see it last time we spoke, but now I see like she's by, she's carrying it for sure. Yeah. Um, number two, I'm gonna say Neon. Uh, Neon, super strong. Uh, just, I just like that she's just like, she's got depth, but also she's like neither just like pure like fun time. And like pure serious, she's like like a like serious character who's like very fun, you know. Do you like her more post change or post memory wipe or after? Oh, she didn't lose her memory, did she? She didn't. She did. Um, I guess we didn't see Buffa long enough to see him be downtrodden, but like like they both lost their wills, I guess, until they got back in the game. I think. Okay. Which makes the most sense, I guess. But yeah, um, I like her after she gets her will back. She seems very confident going into the second game. She seems ready to like support herself, be cool. Yeah, like I like this version of her more. Hmm. We did not mention that before Ace gets the power up, the old man like sees that the like civilians are trapped. He just like gets wrecked and I think killed or like near death, like just fighting a like fight he knows he can't win. Yeah, that was I I love moments in movies and shows like that when the old man's just like, Yo, my time on Earth's coming to an end. Y'all young people get behind me. I got this. So that's always cool to see. You know what? I was about to say Ace is my favorite this time. I think it's that old man's my favorite. Who? Uh, Comrade Kello, whatever his name is. Kello? Uh, the old man that sacrificed himself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Number one. Gramps. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah, Gramps, number one. Yeah, man. I, w- I was going to say Geese, too, but I was like, nah. Because, you know, Geese dropped the... How'd you feel about that form, actually? The, the lucky scarf one? I like the scarf and I like how like instead of a whole new form, it's like you're getting like the two parts of the like previous form. It feels like a fun power up. Yeah, I thought so too. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. And I'm about to say no, but Gramps number one. Yeah, mm-hmm. Gramps number one. I do think too that um they definitely aren't power creeping so far in this show. Like it feels like they're still like standard forms are still super strong. You know? Yeah. But uh we got more questions, don't we? Oh, yeah, we do. Um, what part of the toku, the effects, the fights, the suits, were your favorite this time? Uh, I like the, it's called Beats, right? The the guitar power-up? Yeah. Yeah, I like that. That was fun. How about you? I like the, like, last fight scene where, like, Geats is, like, going super speed, but also, like, he can't, like, beat, like, the, like, weird, like, Kaijin Rider, like, face up. So he's, like, like, He's fighting like he has super speed and like his like opponent's stronger than him. It's a fun fight. Yeah, then also shout out to the moment when when uh Geese smacked that dude with a motorcycle. 
Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, we just turned the motorcycle to a weapon now. That's what we're doing. Okay. And to that also, like I like the uh, transformation when uh Black Sun becomes Comrade Black Sun. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Then he said Henshin. I was like, that's the word. The Leonardo <laughs> pointing meme. Yeah. <laughs> he said it. He said the thing. <laughs> When you said Leonardo, like I pictured like the turtle, and I was like, "Oh yeah, just like that, just like oh." I guess I could have said DiCaprio, but <laughs> no, like I like that better. Like yeah, like it's like Leo pointing with his like katana. Just yeah. <laughs> uh, said the thing, and then favorite outfit this time. You know what? I didn't really give a shout out to it uh, last time, but since this is kind of like a down week on fits, I would say I like I like Kor- Koroto's all black fit. I think it's cool. Hmm. Yeah, what's a good fit this time? Yeah, it's kind of dry, so I was like, I guess I have to give Black Sun some some love since I really didn't do it that much. Yeah, um, I like the uh, just whenever we see the like new round of people, how there's like all these random people who just die. There's like a surgeon in the background. That's a good fit for like a like whole battle royale I like that. <laughs> but yeah, uh, with that though, we've come to the end of our episode. So, Senpai, when uh, you're not talking about Tokusatsu, where can people find you? You can find me on uh, Twitter and TikTok, Copacetic Senpai. Where can they find you, Kip? Yeah. Um, so, we're going to keep posting um, on Twitter, but also we're moving to co-host uh, just in case. Because I think uh, a lot of Twitter alternatives sound like horseshit. <laughs> mm. Have you heard about posts and everything like that? And Mastodon's supposed to be complicated? and co-host i haven't heard of that is that a new app or website or something yeah it's like, like a lot like twitter but like a little bit more ethical i'd say uh, okay not as much a fan of nazis <laughs> oh man what a time yeah but no um you can find uh me on co-host at james d uh on twitter at james ford you can run the podcast at co-host um at common ride and at common ride with me on twitter there is com for episodes and articles. There's slash episodes for like that different platforms. There's slash merch links up to our merch. Next week, Changer On uh, 15 through 19. And in two weeks, the next two episodes of Geats and Black Sun. Uh, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. And yeah, what did we learn today, Senpai? Uh, damn, I wasn't prepared for this one this week. Uh, what did we learn? Hmm. Which one I can go first? Yeah, you go. Shit. Okay. Uh. <laughs> Hot potato. Sometimes you just gotta shit your pants. Ah, uh, there we go. Keep a red bucket close by.